You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Russell Wilson or J.J. Watt would take the Chicago Bears to the next level, and they would be a lot of fun to watch. But the Bears don't really make sense for either one of them. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm an analyst for Pro Football Focus, and I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On the show today, two of the biggest names circulating the rumor mill. One is definitely available already on the free agent market. The other seemingly unhappy at his current location, but not necessarily available in quite the same way. We'll look at what their respective situations entail and why the Chicago Bears don't quite fit with the ideal situations for Russell Wilson or J.J. Watt. Anytime any quarterback becomes available this offseason, or anytime there's ever even a wisp of a rumor, of a speculation of anything that a quarterback could become available, the Bears are going to be linked until they make their swing at the position. Of course, Ryan Pace said... Everything's on the table, and they want to be aggressive to upgrade that position, and Matt Nagy has indicated that they want to go for a elite quarterback or at least a bigger swing than perhaps the likes of Nick Foles that they swung on last offseason. So when Russell Wilson starts vocalizing some clear frustrations with how things have gone in Seattle and the supporting cast around him in Seattle, of course... Everyone wants to draw the line to Chicago. It's a dream, right, to get a quarterback like Russell Wilson in Chicago. I mean, he's he's just getting over the uh, the middle 30-year-old hump there as far as NFL careers go, but he is still playing quarterback at an elite level. He is undoubtedly an elite quarterback in the NFL. You maybe don't have as long of a runway on that. He just turned 32 this season, but you're still going to get maybe you know five-plus years of high-level quarterback play from Russell Wilson, and he is a Super Bowl-caliber quarterback through and through. There's no doubt as to why the Chicago Bears would want Russell Wilson. But I see a lot of doubt as to why Russell Wilson would want to leave Seattle specifically to come to the Chicago Bears. You you can see why he could be frustrated with offensive line struggles they've had in Seattle throughout his entire career. The defense that was so great early on clearly took some steps back and they've done some effort to try and get back on track and get back to that good defense, but they've never really truly been the same. They haven't had an elite running game very consistently and the receivers, you know, they have a lot of young talent now, but there was time there when it wasn't necessarily a a stacked group around Russell Wilson. So the frustration is valid and the frustration I think can be real there, but Chicago does not offer him as it stands right now, a significant upgrade at all compared to what the Seahawks have. And in fact, I think they're worse in some of the areas that Russell Wilson was complaining about. I mean, he didn't 
completely throw his offensive line under the bus, but he kind of threw his offensive line under the bus when he talked about how frustrated he is at getting hit all the time in the pocket and always having to scramble and run and escape and all those different things. We saw the Bears' offensive line last season. You know, if if Mitch Trubisky is scrambling and running around and obviously Nick Foles had nowhere to go and his lack of mobility was a huge issue, you think Russell Wilson's going to be more happy behind the Bears' offensive line than he would be in Seattle. You know, there's still time for the Bears to improve their offensive line, but there's still time for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks to improve their offensive line and just make him a little bit more happy with what they have to offer there. And I don't think the Bears have a DK Metcalf receiver right now with Allen Robinson as a free agent. And that combo of Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf is pretty damn good. They've also invested quite a bit in the running game. You know, a first-round pick in Rashad Penny, although he hasn't been healthy and hasn't really panned out up to this point. But they've gotten some production out of, like, Chris Carson. They brought in Carlos Hyde. It's been kind of a rotation there, right? It's not it's not a stellar running game, but the Bears did not have a stellar running game for a decent portion of the season. Obviously, David Montgomery finished it out strong, and the offensive line finished it out strong, but... A lot of inconsistency there that Russell Wilson could look to. And then this Bears defense, trying to get back on track, much like the Seahawks defense was for a while there. I don't think the Bears defense ever dipped quite as much as the former Legion of Boom has. I think the Bears have the better defense, but it still wasn't stellar at all times this season and still have some work to do and some unknown as far as what... Sean Desai is going to be in the future of that defense. So you take all of that plus what the Bears would have to give up to get Russell Wilson. You know, we're talking very similar to the Deshaun Watson price range in terms in terms of more than a couple of first round picks, you know, two first round picks plus more. I mean, it, it's just take all that away from the Bears and that, you know, it limits what more they have to build around Russell Wilson and appease what he may be frustrated in Seattle. So I don't see this as much as Russell Wilson complaining and, you know, demanding his way out. It's more so a a power move, perhaps flexing his muscles a little bit and reminding the Seahawks that, hey, I'm super important to this team and I need to be better supported and feel like maybe he wasn't having enough influence on some of those decisions that didn't end up going very well for the team and feeling like maybe he should have some more decision impact here. And I I don't blame him at all. More power to him. Absolutely. So I was thinking that this would be a good discussion to have with Corbin Smith, the host of Locked On Seahawks here on the Locked On Podcast Network. But the more I thought about it, the more I looked into it, and the more I talked with Corbin offline, it seemed to me that there's not necessarily a lot of conversation to be had. No one in and around the Seahawks organization thinks Russell Wilson is going to be traded. But we'll still hear Corbin Smith explain why and explain what happens next after these Russell Wilson public comments right here on Locked On Bears. You might think football season is over, but at betonline.ag, you can still get odds right now on college football this weekend, FCS Division 1A action. Right now, they've got a spread for James Madison versus Moorhead State at minus 40 and a half points. I think that's the largest spread I've ever seen. I don't know if that's a typo, but... 
FCS football can be some pretty wide margins when you start getting down to these lower-level teams, but they've got NFL futures for next year's championship teams, college football future, next year's NCAA championship, and, of course, Canadian Football League odds on the 2021 Grey Cup winner. Right now, your Hamilton Tiger Cats are the favorites, but not far behind them, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Of course, Bet Online's got odds for baseball, basketball, golf, hockey, and much more. So you got to check it out and sign up for a free account today. Enter our promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. No one in Seattle thinks Russell Wilson is going anywhere. I would put the trade chances at 0.001%. It's a conversation that's not necessarily worth even having. And so I didn't want to do a full podcast with Corbin Smith from Locked On Seahawks because I'd ask him, are the Seahawks going to trade Russell Wilson? He'd say no, and we'd kind of run out of time after just a few minutes. But I still wanted to get that local Seattle perspective. And so I want to pull from our friends at Lockdown Seahawks. Corbin Smith and his co-host Rob Rang did a great job of explaining the exact Wilson situation, discussing the comments that he did make, why the Seahawks aren't going to move on from him and what that sort of means for the team, and compare sort of what they talk about with the Seahawks offensive line to what we just talked about with the Bears offensive line. It was less than 24 hours after the Super Bowl wrapped up, and there were reports coming from Jason Lockenfora of CBS Sports talking about the frustration in Russell Wilson's camp with the lack of protection and the direction that the franchise is going and saying it was something worth monitoring. And we know that this has been a discussion that's come up the last couple of years. There was the report that Russell Wilson was Cleveland Browns offered the first round Uh, number one overall pick to acquire him in 2018, ended up using that pick on Baker Mayfield. Then there was the talk he wants to go to the New York Giants. And it just seems like, again, every year this has been a topic that's been discussed. And I'm just going to be out front on this right now. For those that are panicking about Russell Wilson not being back with the Seahawks in 2021, you have absolutely no reason to panic. He is going to be under center in week one. There are 39 million reasons why. The Seahawks would take a $39 million dead cap hit if they traded him this offseason. After June 1st, then you could trade him, and it would, I believe it's only a $26 million, only a $26 million dead cap hit if they waited till then. But then you're not getting picks for this year's draft. So what would be the point of making a move there? Teams have explored the possibility of acquiring Russell Wilson, but the Seahawks are not entertaining those calls. They're not going to be discussing trading their franchise quarterback. So right now, you're not going to lose Russell Wilson. He is going to be under center. No concerns there. However, I do think that he sent some warning shots. Again, he's flexed his muscles a little bit. The power that comes with being one of the NFL's highest paid players, one of the NFL's best quarterbacks, he was throwing his weight around a little bit in the two interviews, Dan Patrick show and a Zoom interview with a number of reporters as well. On the Dan Patrick show, a couple things that he touched on. He said he wanted to be more involved in the personnel decision-making process and that he, at the end of the day, 
it's his legacy. It's your team's legacy. He wants to be more involved and that that dialogue should happen more often. He also said, I'm not sure if I'm available or not. That's a Seahawks question. Hopefully I'll play in Seattle forever. The key words there, the hopefully I'll play in Seattle forever, a lot of the people that were reporting this quote left that out because, of course, context does not matter in today's generation. But nonetheless, there were some interesting comments made by Wilson about how involved he wants to be in the decision-making process when it comes to personnel. He talked about Tom Brady picking players up that he was familiar with and he trusted once he went to Tampa Bay this past season. We saw the success that they had bringing in players that he was involved recruiting to Tampa Bay, (laughs) Rob Gronkowski being one of the big ones there, obviously. And we've seen all the rumors out there about the trades too. And so it doesn't sound to me, you consider the interview that he had on Zoom as well, it does not sound to me like Russell Wilson is trying to force his way out right now. I don't think that's the case. I think he wants to be in Seattle. He's made that clear. But the thing that I did not necessarily appreciate today was the shot that he took at his offensive line talking to reporters when they were asking about his frustrations with the way the team has been built around him, especially when you consider the offensive line most of last season played pretty darn well. Yeah, that's the thing. Is I thought the offensive line did play well. And, and what you're referring to, Corbin, is part of that Zoom interview. And the quote was basically, you know, part of it, like any player, you never want to get hit. That's the reality of playing this position. Ask any quarterback who wants to play the game, Wilson said. At the same time, it's part of my job. I've definitely been hit. I've been sacked almost 400 times. We've got to get better. I got to find ways to get better too. And to me, that's one of the interesting things about that quote. Similar to the quote that you mentioned on the Dan Patrick show. And I appreciate that you added in that that second point about hopefully I play in Seattle forever that a lot of media members just kind of conveniently forgot. Same kind of thing here. He did say, I've got to get better too. And I think that that is notable because it's also correct that he does have to get better. You know, I, I watched that Super Bowl here just a couple of days ago, and I saw the Kansas City Chiefs try to blitz Tom Brady. And because he was able to diagnose the blitz before they ever came, then he was able to get the ball out of his hands or switch to a run very, very quickly. Russell Wilson, is that's not one necessarily one of his strengths, is his pre-snap diagnosis, despite the fact that he has been a starter as long as he has. That is something that I think that he needs to continue to improve on. And then the other side, we sometimes talk, Corey, about your past as a running back and, and how that has allowed you to uh, you know, kind of evaluate evaluate running backs maybe in a different level. For me, I was a terrible, let me repeat that, terrible offensive lineman back in high school, but I did play the position. I can tell you right now that when you have a quarterback who is the athlete that Russell Wilson is, it's much more difficult to block for them because you never know if they're going to go their left or their right. And you, by the way, are trying to try and block somebody who, at least in my case, was bigger, stronger, faster, uh, and meaner. Than, than I was. And so it makes it incredibly difficult. And so that's the thing is that the Seattle's offensive line, in part because Russell Wilson's getting the huge contract that he is, it's very, very difficult to be able to pay free agents to come in and, and, and play for the Seahawks. It's also when you are drafting as late as the Seahawks have, then it's very difficult to draft those types of players. And so it is going to be difficult to surround Wilson with the offensive linemen, uh, you know, the, the Pro Bowl cast that, that you would like to have him surrounded by. But at the same time, he does make it even more difficult on them just because of the 
the style of player he is and the fact that he does have such confidence in his ability to throw the ball over the top. Um, and, and that's one of the things that obviously you have to block that much longer. So yes, Seattle's offensive line does need to improve clearly, but as Russell Wilson said, he's got to find ways to get better as well. Again, that was Corbin Smith followed by his co-host Rob Rang, both leading the Locked on Seahawks podcast. And I, I particularly appreciated their perspective on the offensive line and how it's not just Russell Wilson and there's a little bit of a danger game he's playing there in terms of being critical of his teammates as opposed to the typical sort of cliche supportive quarterback that he is. But I understand Russell Wilson's frustrations, but I think it's an important reminder overall that, hey, this is not going to be a reality for the Chicago Bears. Your efforts are much better focused on the other quarterback options that are a little bit more truly available, Deshaun Watson notwithstanding. But not all the big names that Bears fans are looking at play quarterback. Of course, with J.J. Watt on the free agent market, it's easy to get excited about him on the Chicago Bears defense. We touched on it a little bit on Monday's Valentine's Day podcast, but I think this Russell Wilson discussion applies pretty fairly to J.J. Watt and why his situation doesn't necessarily warrant a stop in Chicago. We'll look at his fit on this Bears defense and this Bears team next on Locked On Bears. It's been months since I've gone a day without eating a built Bar. They're just too good to pass up. It's hard for me to only eat one. Like, that's my discipline, is to limit myself to one built Bar a day. Because I mean it when I say they're the best-tasting protein bars ever. Because they taste like candy bars. They're not the chalky bricks of, like, granola-based protein blocks that you get at the grocery store. These are soft and chewy. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they just taste so good. And yet you flip up the nutrition label and you see 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only 4 grams of sugar. It's incredible. I'm constantly reordering another box of caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and whenever I can get a specialty flavor like the dark chocolate cookie dough or the brownie coconut oh man that one is the best flavor i've had yet they just keep adding more to their 18 already delicious flavors and you can't go wrong i've tried them all each one spectacular you really just have to try it for yourself go to builtbar.com and use our promo code locked on and you'll get 20 percent off your next order that's promo code locked on for 20 percent off at builtbar.com J.J. Watt is going to take his time before he picks his next NFL team, but sure doesn't seem like that's going to be the Chicago Bears. As more information comes out about his search and what he's interested in, what he's looking for, and, and how teams are trying to recruit him, it doesn't feel like the Bears quite fit what J.J. Watt wants. You know, the latest reporting from Cleveland.com is that even the Browns are an enticing option for him that he's, I think the quote was, seriously considering heading to Cleveland. And some of the reasons they cited, uh, Super Bowl aspirations, of course, 
Watt seeking a championship ring for the first time. Also a strong supporting cast in Cleveland, a positive and stable environment, and of course salary cap space and the money to be able to compensate J.J. Watt the way he wants to be compensated. And the Bears aren't necessarily the best in all of those categories. I think you could make the argument the Bears are a positive environment. I mean, Matt Nagy has a good sense with the locker room, and this coaching staff sounds like they're in the right track defensively, even with a new inexperienced defensive coordinator. They're trending in the right direction. This is not a toxic team environment right now, but there's a certain amount of writing on the wall and a certain amount of uneasiness about the long-term stability of the regime that's currently in charge. And not that Cleveland has this history of stability, but given where they stand right now with Kevin Stefanski and all of the progress they've made in a relatively short time, but but it feels like Sustain, at least somewhat sustainable success, right? This was not a one-year blip, uh, you know, a, a spectacular, miraculous turnaround for the Browns that, and then they're just going to revert back to being a 1-15 in 15 team, right? I mean, it's the reason why Stefanski was the NFL coach of the year this year, <laughs> kind of familiar to Matt Nagy, it was, it was a hot start for them. They're going to be a decent team. They're not guaranteed to be a Super Bowl contender and a big-time playoff team every year, but they're right in the mix, with a young head coach and a team trending in the right direction, whereas the Bears seem to be at least trending in the wrong direction, but no no guarantees that that's where they ultimately head up. But I don't think where the Bears stand right now, I I wouldn't consider them as having legitimate Super Bowl. I guess they may have Super Bowl aspirations. Every team has aspirations to go to the Super Bowl, but the Bears are not a legitimate Super Bowl contender right now. If they got the right quarterback and had a nice offseason in terms of acquisitions, retool the offensive line, build up at receiver a little bit more, make sure you re-solidify the defense and maybe, you know, add a little bit of something else, you know, then you can start having these contending conversations. But there's a lot of ifs there and a lot of a long to-do list that J.J. Watt is kind of weighing where the team is right now and, and how much of that growth is accomplishable as opposed to teams that might just be farther along in that process and not need a big offseason to show that they're a Super Bowl contender because they already are a Super Bowl contender. And the double-sided issue with that is just that with this to-do list for the Chicago Bears, paying J.J. Watt significant amount of money would limit their ability to do those things, right, to build the team around him to entice him is going to cost a significant amount of money. Not only whatever the new quarterback is going to cost, but then, of course, you know, adding the offensive line, the wide receiver, and all those different needs that we talked about. Because Watt's coming off of a contract in Houston that was paying him, you know, in this 13 14 15 $16 million a year cap range. And, you know, as he gets a little bit older, I think, that salary cap number's not going to get out of control. He's still only 31, but there's an injury history there. He's, he's going to get paid a decent amount, but he's not going to completely blow out the water, you know, highest paid player in the NFL type thing. But how much can you keep investing in that defensive line and in that front seven as a whole? Because you have a 
20 plus million dollar a year contract going to Khalil Mack. You have pretty significant deals already being paid for Robert Quinn, Akeem Hicks, and Eddie Goldman. So you're going to add another, what, eight-figure deal for J.J. Watt at an already heavily invested in position group? Well, then continuing to miss out on that potential money to go after wide receiver, offensive line, cornerback, safety, other positions of a little bit more need. I mean, it's why we talk about J.J. Watt in a little bit more of this luxury conversation as opposed to a real need because it would be fun to see him in that rotation. But, you know, you've got Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack as your starting edge rushers, and you've got Akeem Mix and Eddie Goldman inside on the defensive line. So, yes, Watt can play both edge and interior, but you're going to have to sacrifice some snaps for somebody else to get Watt in there. And if you're going to be paying him, you know, again, an eight-figure type contract, who, 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 which expensive defensive player are you going to leave on the bench because you, know, you have to pay them whether they're on the field or not, and whether Robert Quinn is paying playing well or not, that money's already guaranteed. You already have to pay him. So it just seems like it's a tough ask for the Bears to be able to swing. It's a tough fit for J.J. Watt and the things he wants out of his next team. And there are, seem to be a lot of other teams with maybe a little bit more financial flexibility, but also closer to the Super Bowl, a little bit more well-built, a little bit farther along in the team-building process that would just overall fit J.J. Watt's desires much more than the Chicago Bears can offer. Crazier things have happened. I mean, I don't think any of us expected the Khalil Mack trade to happen quite as it had, but there's a reason why the Bears have completely dropped off on the sports book in terms of odds to land J.J. Watt. I know at betonline.ag, the Bears aren't even in the list of teams, and it's it's up over a dozen. I, if, uh, off the top of my head, without counting, it's in the 10 to 15 teams listed with odds, and the Bears aren't even listed with the rest of them. So Watt would be fun, but probably not going to happen. I would guess it's more likely than Russell Wilson, and I'd even call it more likely than Deshaun Watson if we're trying to put an actual percentage number on these odds. But all in all, I think we're looking at something a little bit more low-key and a little bit more focused on what the team needs as opposed to what would be most fun to watch for this team. Doesn't mean the team won't be fun to watch without him, and it doesn't mean the Bears can't still add impact players in free agency and through trades. No matter what they decide and what positions they decide to spend on, you can be sure we'll break it all down for you right here five days a week on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe on whatever app you're listening on right now because that's the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. We're going to work our way through some of the different quarterback options and go a little bit more in-depth with some more friends from the Locked On Podcast Network as this week goes along. And I think some of that will bleed into next week. Although, full disclosure, I'm going to be out of town next week, all of next week. Still planning on bringing you podcasts five days a week, but there's a chance I might get interrupted somewhere in there and may have a little bit of a more abnormal podcast schedule. It might There's a chance I might miss a day and it's just going to be, it might sound a little different. I'm not going to have my full podcast set up with my soundboard and everything that I use at home right now that you're hearing me talk on. It might not be exactly as sound clear as it does right now, but we'll make it work. And I, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving you at all during this offseason because when there's no Chicago Bears football on TV on Sundays, I know it can be hard. 
but together, I'll still make sure you find a way to bear down. <laughs>